please pray with me? Lord, my God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations on all of our hearts be worthy in your sight, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. At one of the other churches I worked at, we had a very hyper but very sweet little girl who attended our worship services with her mother. She would get up and dance during the hymns and even said the words of institutions along with the pastor during communion. As an intern at this church one day, the lead pastor left me in charge of leading worship. I was nervous because it was my first time leading all by myself. I had created the slideshows, chosen the hymns and the scripture, and had even brought in some things for children's time that I thought would grab their attention. But before the service had started, the little girl ran up to me and with bright eyes asked, where's the pastor? I explained to her with some pride that I was filling in so I was the pastor today. The little girl looked at me with a smile and said, I like the other pastor better. As humans, we don't really like new things. We prefer what we are used to, especially when it was working fine for us in the first place, thank you very much. I admit to being like this sometimes when it comes to technology. Technology that works is being replaced by simpler, smarter tech, and I wonder why it's all necessary if the things worked before. I guess that shows my age. Christians have done this too, believe it or not. Before Jesus left, he said he was leaving to make way for the Holy Spirit, a counselor and a guide that would be better for them and the ministry that they needed to do. However, the Holy Spirit has a weird following, or a lack of following. Most churches don't talk about the Holy Spirit. Besides the Pentecostal church, who seems to be a little bit more of an outlier compared to the mainline Protestants, we as the church acknowledge that the Holy Spirit exists and that it is crucial to our faith. But how often do you think about the Holy Spirit when you pray, like we do the other persons of the Godhead? And how often do you feel that your daily life is impacted by the Holy Spirit? We Christians are very focused on Jesus because Jesus was a historical figure that said a lot and had a tragic sacrifice that we can empathize with. Jesus was human and God, and we relate to that. The Holy Spirit, on the other hand, does things, but it's hard to pin down the exact things it does outside of what the Bible tells us. The Holy Spirit is present in the world with each Christian at the moment of their baptism. According to the first letter to the Corinthians, the Holy Spirit rests upon us 
dwelling in us and sustaining us. The Holy Spirit is God's presence with us because it is God and sanctifies us to preach the gospel and show God's love to one another. The Holy Spirit is most commonly remembered in our story of Pentecost from the book of Acts of the Apostles. On Pentecost, a holy Jewish holiday, the disciples are gathered together, awaiting the one Jesus promised them. Suddenly there was a sound of rushing wind, fire appeared around the disciples and sat on each of them, and they began talking in languages they did not know. The Holy Spirit was giving them the ability to speak to others from around the world. The people that heard them were amazed, and Peter stood up explaining that God had promised the prophet Joel from the Old Testament that one day the Lord would pour out his Spirit on all people. Most people tend to assume that this is when the Holy Spirit was revealed to humanity. After all, the Trinity is recognized by Christians, but not the Jewish religion. But if we look for it, we will find that the Holy Spirit can go as far back into the Old Testament to the very beginning. In the first chapter of Genesis, in the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was formless and void, and a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Now, you might be thinking, Tyler, it, it says nothing about the Holy Spirit there. But actually, it does. The Hebrew word for spirit is ruach, which can mean different things depending on the context. If ruach is outside, it is called wind. If someone breathes in ruach, it is called breath. And if ruach is inside someone, it is spirit. This is why the Holy Spirit is so often connected to the wind. It can literally mean holy wind. So at the very beginning of creation, the Holy Spirit was creating, floating over the waters of a formless sea. This same Spirit was given to certain individuals throughout the Old Testament. Joseph, the son of Jacob, famous for his coat of many colors. Moses, David, the judge Gideon, and the prophet Nehemiah, all have the Holy Spirit dwell in them for a time. The Holy Spirit also appeared as a dove at Jesus' baptism, showing the Father's love for Jesus. Jesus' death and resurrection cleansed us of our sins and made us worthy to be the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit because of our baptisms. Can you believe that? The same Spirit that was present at the beginning of everything that we know. The same Spirit that resided with Moses to part the sea. The same Spirit that spoke through the apostles 
now dwells with you. This is what we mean when we say that God will always be with you. The Holy Spirit resides with us now, empowering us to love God and our neighbor, no matter who they are. God finds you worthy enough to dwell with you through everything, every sin, every disaster, every fear, every moment of your life. If the Holy Spirit lives in you and never gives up on you, why should you doubt yourself. And if the Holy Spirit of the living God moves in all of us, imagine what we can do together, how many people we can show that they mean something to give those who so desperately need it help. The Holy Spirit is so often overlooked because it is the least visible person of the Trinity but that doesn't mean that she isn't important. Though we do not see God face to face yet, be still and know that the Holy Spirit remains with us, blessing us and making us holy people of the Lord. Amen.